Welcome to Creatively Christian, a podcast by Theophany Media, where we inspire, inform, educate, and empower creative Christians of all types. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Hollingsworth. On this episode, Bill talks to Aretha Tatum about her late-in-life transition into the entertainment industry. They also discuss how her films are used as ministry, both for the saved and unsaved. Welcome to Creatively Christian. I'm your host for today, Bill Brooks, bringing you another Creative Christian. Today's guest is a minister, author, and filmmaker on a mission to ignite faith and fuel joy with every project. It's my pleasure to present Aretha Tatum. Hello, Aretha. How are you? Hello, hello, hello. I am well. How are you? Good. So with a name like Aretha, I I can only imagine who you're named after. I I know of only other one other Aretha in the world. Well, the official story from my mother is (laughs) I was not named after Aretha Franklin. Even though, because I thank God for every year, I was born in June of 67 when Respect was the number one song playing. And so how would you think I wouldn't be named after Aretha? That's right, yes. Yeah, the official story is my godmother's name was Doretha. She didn't like that. So she said, Aretha is fine. (laughs) Wow. That blows my mind. (laughs) I've met the other Aretha. I've met the second Aretha. Uh-huh. I, um, and I usually go by misrespect. And that's because whenever I would say my name, people would say, oh, Aretha, like Aretha Franklin, R-E-S-B-E-C-T. And so I just said, well, call me misrespect. And so <laughs> I've been using that ever since. I even signed my name on, you know, like cards and stuff, misrespect. Yep. And they say, well, who's misrespect? Aretha. Oh, I get it. <laughs> yes. Don't fight it. Don't fight City Hall. You can't fight what people are going to call you anyway. Exactly. Exactly. So that is a great name to be aligned with because she did some amazing things. Amen. So uh, you are a, a filmmaker mm-hmm. and I have here in front of me, it says that you never planned on writing a book or being a filmmaker. So did you trip over a curb and fall into it, start with a pen in your hand and, and uh, you fell onto a piece of paper or how did that, how did that start? How'd that oh, be- it started um, when I was called into ministry. So my, my degree is in accounting. So I spent, wow. you know, yeah, my career was in various areas of accounting. I was an auditor. I was a um, accounting manager. So, you know, numbers crunchy. But I had always said I would be one of the coolest accountants you ever, you know, heard <laughs> of because accountants are known to be, you know, antisocial and so forth. So um, at the age of 43 in 2010, um, God got my attention. I've had some amazing supernatural experiences that right before that. Um, and then I was called into ministry at 43 and I'm like, okay, my life went to a whole nother level. But the amazing thing was in 2010, my declaration for the year was 2010, the next level begins. Had no clue that by later on that year, there was a whole nother level of my life that started, uh, with, with the ministry. So that's where it all started. And then as I went, 
I realized um, God led me to write my first book in 2014. And I said, Lord, I'm not, you know, I'm not a writer. And I heard so amazingly, the Holy Spirit said, I will help you with it. And I allowed the Holy Spirit to help me write my first book. And so it, it blew my mind because I was starting to realize when you're living on purpose, God will guide you to all the things that he wants you to do um, for the area he's assigned you to. And I discovered that media, arts, and entertainment was my area of ministry. Wow. That is something. So so was it uh, stepping out of your comfort zone, coming from the accounting world into ministry and media, media arts, and entertainment? Uh, it was stepping, I could say it felt like stepping out of my comfort zone, but then when you look back over your life, God gives you previews of what's to come. So when I was in college, I actually used to do creative writing and the English professor was so excited about my writing that she had me to write for the campus newspaper. But I discovered quickly that journalism and creative writing are not the same. So I was not, I did one semester. I said, that's it. No, I don't do it. And I never went back to writing. So when I look back, I say, oh, you had already stirred up something in me, but I just kind of dropped it and went on with the, the accounting career. So to come back to it was almost like a full circle. Wow. So had you had no plans of, uh, making a career out of creative writing at that time, or you thought accounting was going to make you more money? Yes, I made a conscious decision that even though accounting wasn't the exciting thing, every business has someone handling the finances. So I was thinking, job security, I will always find somebody who needs an accountant. (laughs) That was my strategy. I know a lot of artists who probably need an accountant, so you can work on both sides of your left brain and right brain. Exactly. So, so in what way, uh, you also say that the Holy Spirit has used every project as a ministry tool. In what way has uh, the Holy Spirit used your media ministry as a ministry tool? Um, the subject matter of a lot of the projects, especially the films, um, the first film that I did as writer, director, producer was um, in 2017 at the age of 50. So the first book was at 47. Now I'm an author. And at 50, I became a filmmaker. It's like, really? This is my life now. Um, And that first film was all of five minutes and 17 seconds long. And it was about Bartimaeus. And it's called Through His Eyes, The Inside of Bartimaeus. And it is from blind Bartimaeus perspective. So there is no visual. It's all audio until he encounters Jesus and his eyes open at the end and you see the beautiful sky. So because of uh, that, that was a big lesson on faith, to, to walk by faith and not by sight. And I, we did a screening in Chicago and actually I literally had the audience close their eyes throughout the whole time to listen. And when they heard Jesus and he said, you know, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. And I said, open your eyes then. And they opened their eyes at the same time Bartimaeus' eyes were open. So it was, a lot of people told me that that blessed them. It gave them a hard lesson on walking by faith, that you don't see everything, but you have to know that God is able in whatever he's leading you to do. 
that's the first video that I saw when I went to your, your YouTube page. And uh, I thought it was a bold, creative choice. Uh, my, my wife watched it on her phone and she thought her phone was broken because there was no visual. <laughs> like, what's wrong with my phone? I don't see anything. So, uh, but uh, the, the sound design, I was very impressed with the, the sound design, how uh, the voices and uh, the water and the, the background noises uh, sounded like they were professionally done in a, in a studio. Is that correct? And actually, we recorded the actors outside. We, <laughs> I made them go through the, actually act everything out. We recorded them with a boom mic. And it was so funny because it's a period. Every time a car went past, a lawnmower, you know, a train, we cut, cut, cut. Anything yeah. that was acceptable was the birds. When we heard birds overhead, uh, we did that. And then I had them in post to add the sounds of the sheep and all of that. So Okay, yeah. It was it was nice when they um, brought it all together. But every film festival said that they thought that it was something wrong with the film uh, mm -hmm. when they first played it until it clicked. And they said, oh, my goodness, this is based on he's blind and it's through his eyes. So right, right. It, it became a game to see, you know, how long it took people to get it, because the message is in the, the title is the clue It's through his eyes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, so, um, let's talk about some revelations from your journey. Uh, why do you believe it's so important that Christians should be involved in arts and entertainment? Um, I wholeheartedly believe because we're on a rescue mission, as I call it, to, um, get, bring souls into the kingdom that there's no area or territory that God does not want touched. And even though media arts and entertainment can be pretty, pretty dark, um, is nothing too hard for God, and he wants light in that area. So it's uh, twofold. It's one, um, initially I thought my, my goal was to minister to those actors and producers and people in the industry to let them know you don't have to sell your soul you know, to be in the industry. But then God yeah. said, no, that's only part of it. I'm going to use you to create content that is going to uplift and inspire and, and, and give me glory. And I said, oh, well, I'm not equipped for that. Again, just as with the books, I will help you to do it. And I will send people to help you as well. So it's important because there are people who everywhere that need Jesus. And there's no area exempt. No area we should say, oh, that's too dark. Let's not. We can't go in there. We are the light. So we need to light it up. So it's very, very important. And entertainment has a huge influence on young people, old people, the world in general. So we have to have light in that area. Uh, another one of your films is called Seasoned. And uh, what's uh, tell me about the message for Seasoned. Oh, wow. It's, um, you lived your, you've lived your life, now live your dream. And Seasoned is geared toward people over 50. Um, I call us rated 50, PG 50 plus. That's what we are. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we it's about a group of women in their 50s who knew each other from college and they wanted to finally form that singing group that they've been thinking about, dreaming about. So um, the story just opens it up and lets you know that, you know what, why not pursue your dream? 
Uh, and that's what it is. And God has blessed it in that another filmmaker saw the short and said this should be a series because we need to take it further. And so we're currently in production on season the series, which kind of wow. is the story. And we bring in some new characters and 90% of my cast is at least 40 and up. And, wow. and most of them are 50 and up on purpose. And it has ignited a fire with a lot of people who are excited because they're like, oh, yes, let's let's let people know that we still have value. You know, we still can do things that we've never done. So even some of the background that we have have never done background before. And they're in their 40s and 50s. And it's like, come on, you know, join us on set um, in a scene of season. So it's creating a ripple effect. And, and I know it was it was God's design because I was one and done with the short just to, you know, ignite people to consider pursuing their dreams, even though they're over a certain age. And it sparked a fire in someone else who said, no, let's take the message further. So I'm excited about it. Awesome. Uh, I didn't know that part. I, I thought it was just a one and done video. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, I thought it was too, but God had better plans, I guess. <laughs> amen. God's just winding up. He's just. Uh, so you called joy is my superpower. And in what ways has joy served you well? It shifts atmospheres. And I, it's so simple. If you do it, but I don't know why more people don't think to do it. I usually say happy Monday, happy Tuesday, happy whatever. When I go to the bank, I go to the gas station, the store. And the amazing thing is after I've been there, if I'm a regular, now the employees will say it before I can say it. So they see me walk in the door and they'll think about what day is it? Oh, happy Monday. And they're greeting me with a happy Monday. And it is joy is contagious. And it wasn't hard to do. All I did was give them a greeting. And so many times, you know, you have the drudgery of work and they say, you just made my day. You know, you you just made me smile. And I love that. And it's not hard to do. That's why I always say with the fruit of the spirit, you have love, joy, peace. Joy is the one that's my superpower because I tend to use that more often. Some people, they're very loving. Some people have a lot of peace. So when you start right. to realize which fruit of the spirit is dominant in you, let it just do what it does. And joy is my dominant uh, fruit. And it's easy to, to use it. It's really easy to use my superpower. <laughs> Amen. We, we should all use our gifts. Find your gift and use it. Hone your gift. Exactly. Um, so my next question, I think you've already answered. What are you working on now? Well, apparently you're working on a season of seasoned. <laughs> yes, I am. And also, I have, you know, we all teamwork as they say, makes the dream work. So in addition to my own projects, I work on other projects as well. So a friend of mine is doing a talk show. She did a documentary, which I co-directed with her called Help Me Help My Son. And now she has a talk show she's working on, Help Me Help My Son, the ongoing conversation. And it is coming up with the solutions and just talking out what's going on with young African-American men and, and, and the things that they're dealing with, especially like in Chicago, it's a lot going on. So I'm part of that project. And then another uh, friend has a children's book, which we're turning into an animated series. Um, wow. And so 
working on that. So I'm part of that production team. So it's amazing the um, the world that I'm in now where I'm either helping someone else on their uh, project or someone else is helping me on my project. So we, we, we have understood the value of the team and how, you know, no man is an island. You need help <laughs> when you're doing kingdom work. You know, you right. need help. And so, yes, I am busy with both working on my projects and working on teams of other projects. Amen. So are, are these season, this episode of seasons, confusing myself, <laughs> seasoned episodes, how long are they? Are they going to be 15 minutes just like the other? No, uh, they're 20. Say again? At least, at least 20 minutes. And, okay. Um, so I've written the first three episodes and we're starting to shoot those. And to let me know that God was in it, I wrote the three episodes in a week. And it was just the the it was just flowing. And I said, okay, here's episode one. Cause I was thinking I'll do the pilot and then create a writer's room and have them go with it. But before I knew it, I did two and three, and I'm already have the ideas before. I said, okay, Lord, as long as you keep feeding it to me i'll just keep writing it but um there are at least 20 minutes for each episode wow awesome congratulations um so is there for all of your your videos i'm talking about your short videos uh is there a specific audience that you're trying to reach are you trying to reach the saved the unsaved or both um actually both i want to um for the saved is to ignite the faith uh, for the unsaved is just to um, be a witness to know that God loves them. Um, See the light deals with my second short deals with suicide. Um, and in that, and actually this is suicide prevention and awareness, you know, when we uh, every September. So every September um, see the light is, is to the forefront again, because everyone's talking about it. And so I love that God gave me something that's more universal that can go on and on and on and strike up a conversation. So it will reach both. I, even the cast members, um, they their confessions, some of them actually tried to kill themselves. So it's just amazing wow. to see um, the people that it reached. Passed over is about a gunman, you know, workplace shooting. That has been something we've had to deal with. And the power of prayer in the midst of that chaos, um, that's what that's about. So it, it can reach the, the saved to remind them, hey, we're supposed to be praying in the middle of this. And for the unsaved, it may prompt them to say, I remember seeing the film, and maybe we should be, because there's angels out there. Uh, and maybe, you know, when you're in a desperate situation, <laughs> any solution is going to look uh, appetizing to you. So, yes, um, they, they're they geared to reach each one. And even my comedy shorts during the pandemic, um, turn lemons into lemonade. We couldn't meet to film. So God gave me the idea. You can do virtual um, shorts, have the actor self-tape and give it to you and you put it together editing. But the premise of it makes sense. One was an online dating app shelter in place no contact love so there's no contact find you somebody online and have virtual dates so that was fun and then socialist was about um social media addiction so we actually built a conversation around it and had facebook lives talking about social media addiction and then the short 
The funny thing about the short was because of the pandemic, all the participants in this group therapy had to do it virtually. So you had some of the characters on live while they're in a therapy session about social media addiction. So again, oh, right. yeah. a message in it. And we, you know, I, we needed a laugh. So I did it with, with comedy and God showed me, he said, that, you know, we always think with ministry is serious. You know, we we're trying to save souls. And God said, laughter is good too. You know, sometimes yeah. you can break a wall down in a person when you make them laugh. So I use that to, as I said, ignite faith and fuel joy. So the joy is the laughter that can bring down some walls as well. So another film that I want to talk about is 70 times seven. You yourself, uh, bring your own testimony to, to this movie, to this, it's more like a documentary it than, than anything else. So uh, I'm going to let you tell your story, uh, what, what that is about. Oh, 70 times seven is about forgiveness, the freedom of forgiveness. We read where he says, how, how many times do you forgive? And he says, seven times. And Jesus said, no, 70 times seven. And that's hard. And even doing and working on the documentary, I was looking for people with specific areas that they needed to forgive. And murder was the one that I took because my brother was murdered. Um, and I only put myself in it because I could not get anyone who would say that they actually were at the point yet, because I'm believing God, that they had forgiven the person who murdered a loved one. And I was, it was amazing to find out that they were like, no, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. So I said, well, murder is my category. So I guess I'll put myself in it because God did bless me to get the, the, the revelation of the fact that broken people, you know, people who have those cracks in their soul that the enemy can use like a puppet will cause them you know, and they agreed to it, of course, to do things that are horrific. And um, it was a young man that killed my brother. And he was found dead on arrival. Um, I mean, he was dead on arrival when they got him to the hospital. And you will never forget that experience of having to go to the county morgue. And they say, okay, we're going to show you, you know, the person. We don't do anything to the body. He is the way he is. So brace yourself. And I'm like, okay, I braced myself. They turned on the TV. I looked, it looked like my brother had a smile on his face, like he saw something. And I saw it, but my dad said, he said, he's he smiling. I said, you see that too? And it was as if it, it, the light was on him. And I know my mom had passed four years prior. And I believe in my heart, the first person he saw was my mom because it was that kind of smile, like, Oh, man. So it helped give me comfort. And then when they did arrest someone for his murder, I actually prayed for him that, Lord, you know, don't let this chapter be the last chapter of his story, um, because there is an after. We all have an after. So I prayed for his salvation, that God can turn it around, because at the end of the day, Jesus died for everyone, not just us who think we good enough. So um, I, because he gave me that revelation, I realized that I needed to be the one to tell it. And that's why I couldn't find anybody else. But um, it, it, I hope they, they got, and, and the other people who told their story, that um, they were able to understand that through the Lord's help, 
whatever you dealt with, he can bring you to a place of forgiveness, but you have to be willing to do it. And I encountered so many people trying to get participants for the documentary who honestly said that they weren't willing yet to do it. You're a stronger person than I am. I, I have trouble with forgiveness and nobody has murdered any of my family. And uh, there are lesser sins that I have difficulty forgiving people for. So uh, you're a spiritual hero in my book. Well, you know what the key is, is taking that mirror and turning it on yourself and have that conversation between you and God. Only you and God know exactly what you've done ever, your entire life. And none of us, you know, we all have, you know, some, some, some secrets that nobody knows but God. And I always think that, Lord, I know you love me. And because of your unconditional love, that you would forgive me for this, that, and the other. And I take it to heart and, and really value God's forgiveness of me. And because of that, it helps me to say, okay, if he can forgive that person too, just as he's forgiven me, yeah, you got to work on, uh, on being able to do the same thing because I, I think about Jesus when he always talks to um, people and he sees them for who they are and he would see them for where they are. And so much so that the ones that were possessed, he talked directly to the demon that was affecting them because he was like, I see you too. You know, right? so get out of him, you know, because I, I see you and I know that Jesus and, and, and the Lord sees what's wrong with the people who hurt us, what's wrong with the people who have done, you know, whatever, you know, even the horrific stuff. He still sees them as a broken creation and he redeemed us from whatever that brokenness is. And when we start to um, see other people the way Jesus sees, you know, the other people and see ourselves as when, when God crossed that line between within his will and not in his will, we're always not in his will <laughs> without the grace of God. So we're really not much different than the other people. Yep. So that's, that helps me to forgive. Amen. We got a sermon. <laughs> Didn't expect a sermon. Sometimes the sermon just pops up when you're talking to a preacher. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so how can people do likewise? Let's say uh, people are watching this or listening to this and they say, I have a camera. How do I start uh, making videos for myself? How do I, what do you say to those people? Um, it starts with the story. You have to have a story to tell. Um, what do you want to capture with your camera? You know, so it, it starts with the story. You have to write it, get it out of your head, as I always say, and get it on a piece of paper so that you, um, it's visible to not only you, but other people you're going to need to help you bring the story to life. Uh, because you can't do it by yourself. You're going to need help, but they can't read your mind. So you yep. have a camera, you want to you wanna do an amazing project, you have to get it out of your head, write it down, and um, others will help you tell the story. But we don't know your story until you tell it. Good point. So uh, what about marketing? How do you get your YouTube videos to be seen by, by people? 
Well, um, it, most of my videos, except for the shorts, for the, the comedy shorts during the pandemic, we start off with a screening. And um, I have an actual literal uh, hour of power, I call it, where we so we use it as a ministry event. So the donations go towards the ministry, come see the film, meet the cast. Um, so that's the big push to get people to see the film. And then I typically do, because they're short films, film festivals. So I send it on the film festival route. So before it even hits YouTube, most of the people <laughs> have seen it elsewhere. They've seen it either at a film festival, my screening, or somewhere else. YouTube is the land um, after it's done that. And then I started saying, hey, check out my films on YouTube. So I'm actually just starting to get people involved in checking out the YouTube because they've a lot of the people in my circle have seen it either at the screening or at a film festival before they land on YouTube. Amen. Well, that was, uh, I think our time is about up, but uh, let me tell people where they can find you. Uh, if you go to YouTube and you search for Ms. Respect, hold on, please. One of my neighbors is starting his motorcycle. We'll just cut this out. Uh, in order to find Ms. Respect Aretha Tatum, all you have to do is go to YouTube and search for Ms., that's M-S, Respect Speaks Aretha Tatum, uh, and you'll find uh, her, her nine videos or nine films and other uh, media that she has on that, uh, on that uh, YouTube page. Uh, do you have a website as well? Um, the ministry website is courageoverfear.org. Courageoverfear.org. Thank you so much for taking your time to talk with us. Uh, we're going to pray for your ministry right now. Uh, let's go ahead and do that. Father God, thank you so much for blessing us with uh, Ms. Aretha, almost said Franklin, Ms. Aretha Tatum. Uh, I thank you so much for her joy, her encouragement, and her forgiveness, her, her uh, example of forgiveness for other people. Uh, Father, I, I thank you for her ministry. I pray for her season of seasoned uh, that is uh, going on right now and uh, pray for uh, for hope and a future for her projects. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for that. No problem. My pleasure. I'm Bill Brooks for Creatively Christian. Join us next week when we bring you another Creative Christian. May God's grace be with you. Cut. Yay! Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me on. I appreciate you. This was cool. I always enjoy meeting new people and connecting. So thank you again. Excellent. No problem. So we'll get a, an email out to you. Uh, we'll let you know exactly when it's going to be aired, so you can so you can tell all your peeps, so you can let the masses know. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And I will um, email you the headshot. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Have a great rest of your day. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. To see the resources mentioned in this episode, head over to our website at theophanymedia.com 
forward slash Aretha. Creatively Christian is a product of Theophany Media. You can find out more at theophanymedia.com. This show is hosted by Brandon Hollingsworth, Andrea Sandifer, Bill Brooks, and Lynn Baber. Our logo is by Bill Brooks. Our music is by Bill Brooks and Andrea Sandifer. And remember, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to rate, review, and share wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a blessed day and keep on creating for our Lord.